welcome to Up To and Including Death. My name is Dr. Patricia Brewer. And I'm John Brewer. And this is our special Halloween edition. But we're not watching Halloween. We're not watching Halloween, but it is Halloween. I'm hopped up on candy. (laughs) And we're watching the final installment, or is it? Maybe. In the Saw franchise. Yes, and it's called Spiral. Spiral! And this is, I think, a reference to the spiral on the jigsaw puppet, his cheeks. I would think so. But yeah, that's sort of the spiral is. I'm very excited about this one. We saw the preview for it last time. It looks like it's got some amazing actors in it. There's probably going to be some twists and turns and some, a bunch of kids in the background hollering and being really excited because they are also pepped up on candy. Yeah, it's cool. The one day a year where they get hopped up on candy, right? <laughs> well, only yes, the only time. Um, so John might be a little tie tie in this episode because yeah. he had a twelve-hour shift. How is that? Mm, busy. Busy boy at work. Yeah. Um, it is a Sunday for those what listening in the future when we become famous podcasters. <clears throat> Listening to their back back catalog. I've been listening. I like to fall asleep to my brother, my brother and me. So I've been listening to their back catalog. And I uh, like, so I go back to their original episodes from like 2009. And then just like finish it up to current day. And then I go back again. Because it's just, I don't really listen to it. I just listen to like, I put it on for 30 minutes on a snooze timer. And then I usually am asleep before it. How many episodes do they have? I mean, they've had the podcast. It's a weekly podcast that they've only missed a few of every year for the last 12 years. How do you get through so many? Well, Because, yeah. like, Tell Him Steve Dave is the same way, but it would take me months of constant listening to get through theirs. Well, I only listen to 30 minutes, like, every night. But then sometimes it's playing during the day if I'm not paying... If I don't want to pay attention to something that I'm doing, I'll have them back. I, I like the sound of their voices. I'm not, I'm not, like, super listening to them. Well, how long are their episodes? 45 minutes to an hour. Oh, okay. That's a Yeah. Bit. Our Tom Steve days is, like, two hours, isn't it? Sometimes. Um, they've had, like, six to eight-hour episodes before, too. I mean, I've only started... It was about a year ago that I started listening to podcasts. A little bit before that, because once we moved in together... I realized that my dear husband, my fiance, not even fiance at the time, my boyfriend liked to listen to sounds at night. And I'm used to my whole life sleeping in silence. And I gave that up for you. Thanks. Not the other way around. I just can't sleep in silence. Yeah, but I I couldn't sleep with sound on and like fix that all by myself. It didn't I. So it sounds like it's something you can train and people that say they can't sleep in silence are kind of making that up and just being babies about it. No, I've tried it. No, it doesn't work. I tried it a few nights and was able to work it out. So I'm pretty sure, Mister, I can fall asleep at any time in any place. Could probably fall asleep without. No, I think too much. Yeah, you say that, but I've never heard you take more than ten seconds to fall asleep. That's just because I'm quiet. That's not being quiet. No. That's you, you snore when you're quiet. Yeah, I do that just to appease you, so you don't think I'm you're keeping me up by your. Oh need for silence oh wow i see how it is well i'm very excited about this movie that we're gonna watch yeah I'm and there's a dog just snorfling so we're in a new house right and the newest thing about the new house is that so our room is on the second floor which is cool you they, they can't hear you nod oh sorry <laughs> Yeah, my, but, dad, my dad used to always say, can't hear your head rattle. <laughs> that's great. That's great. No, I, I mean, so we are on the second floor and our door latches pretty easily and stays latched. So none of the cats have broken the door yet. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Star has been pretty forceful. <laughs> we're getting some slams on the door. So we're going to pause the podcast and then afterwards we're going to come back. We're going to have dealt with the animals and we're going to talk about this movie we're watching today, huh? Yeah. Hey, John. Yeah. Why don't you tell me about this here movie we're going to watch? You mean Spiral? Yeah. Um, it's from the Saw franchise. Ooh. It stars Chris Rock. He's awesome. And Samuel L. Jackson. He's awesome. It was directed by Darren Lynn Boseman. Hell yeah. And written by Joss Stolberg and Peter Goldfinger. I don't know who they are, but awesome. They worked on other ones, too. Oh, cool. 
That dog is snoring hard. By the way, our dog uh, has had a bit of a thing. Can we do what's a what's a the opposite of a recommendation? Oh, a warning. Well, I don't know if it affects all dogs, but it seems like smirk bones were giving dogs diarrhea. Ugh, and Emma's had the worst farts all weekend, but today she had a lot of diarrhea and she's in a lot of discomfort. Poor thing. Okay. So stay away from smartphones. Unless or, you want your dog to have diarrhea. Or unless your dog's fine with it, because a lot of people seem to love it. Me, 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 me. It's just like tell you tell people to stay away from tomatoes just because they make you. Yeah. But. If, if tomatoes made you do what they do to me, then you would also tell people to stay away from tomatoes. No, okay. Wouldn't. Do you want to. I don't tell people to stay away from tomatoes. So would you like to explain a little bit about the. Maybe about uh, the plot at all? Or do you want. I guess maybe not the I, plot. I went in, I'm already in cold. I don't know anything about the plot. Okay. Why don't we read a couple of these reviews? Okay. Well, there's, there's a lot of good and bad here, too, because IMDb has it rated as a. Five point three. Hmm. Okay. Horrible. It's also fairly new. Yeah, it's really new. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. It just uh, came out. I mean, we it came out the week that we started watching all the Saw movies, but then we just because we we're gonna go see this, but then we decided to make a podcast instead. Yeah. And that's where we're at today. The um, it's really split between the critics and the audience, which I don't know might be a good thing. Yeah. It's a thirty seven percent amongst critics. Critics and a 75% audience score. You want to know why? Because uh, critics can eat me. Well, maybe. Maybe. But, and of the, the top critics here. Yeah. Got a positive one that says, I have to admit, I like this film and a great opportunity to get back in the theater. Heck yeah. This was before the Delta variant, I think. Another positive one from a top critic. Director Darren Lynn Boseman on his fourth soft film keeps things fresh while also nodding via the pig mask in a scene involving handcuffs and a hacksaw to where it all began in 2004. Nice. This one, I was just happy watching Chris Rock having fun in this movie, even if I wasn't really having fun watching people get their limbs torn off. See, that seems like they were watching the wrong movie for themselves, because if, if you're watching Saw... But they gave it a positive review. Okay. All right. Saying that it was done well, but wasn't her type of movie, but still gave it a positive, you know. Chris Rock? And here's some negatives. Chris okay. Rock's Saw reboot has the look and feel of a moderately budgeted Martin, Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> here you have a really here you have really good actors in a really mediocre movie. Aww. I like being scared. What I don't particularly like is being grossed out or winced out. Well, again, it's a Saw movie, but okay. Yeah, it's people just saying it's gross and and uh, someone says it's convoluted. Movie. Yeah, everybody else is like, it's fun, and it's gets like the first like, one. I don't like all the twists and turns. Yeah, <laughs> people like it. Said it's a re- you know, if you like some movies, you're gonna love this movie. So. Nice. It sounds good. It sounds like it's right up our alley. And well, I'm I excited re- about. I was it. reading about how Chris Rock got involved. Yeah, he was actually a very big fan of the Saw series. Really, and was pitching an idea for a movie to Lionsgate, and they said, "How about we do you one better? You." Write it, executive produce it, and star in it. Wait, he wrote this? He's a co-writer. He's a co-writer? Yes. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting to me how, like, it seems that comedians have been sort of delving into the realm of of horror, and they do it so well. Well, who has, like, a darker, you know, comedians are always supposed to be sad and brooding and stuff. That's why they... You know, get that out with their comedy. Mm-hmm. Maybe that works for horror, too. I know, but it's like, I'm thinking of Jordan Peele specifically. Like, what a turn when it's like, oh, wait. Not only is he an amazing director, but he makes some of the best horror I've seen in a long time. I, I wasn't a huge fan of... not. I don't think I've seen the latest one, but um, I re- love well, Get Out. But Halloween second, Kills is his, right? Jordan Peele did Halloween Kills? I want to say so, or no, he did... No, in the new Candyman, not the... Oh, I haven't seen that one yet, but I want to see it. was a new horror movie that I was just listening about. One of our sons really wanted to see that in theaters, it just didn't work. I love the original. Actually, I like Candyman 2. See, I don't remember almost anything anything from the Candyman, except for being very scared. I think I was really young when we saw that one. 
Candyman is really well done. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And mm-hmm. I'm also looking forward to seeing this here movie. Do you think that we should get started? Yeah, I think so. All right. I'm going to paint my fingernails brown while we do this because that it is fall and it's like the autumn leaves. All right. Okay, let's go. Show us both. <laughs> you mean start? Yes. Okay. John was just saying that uh, we, I could use saw in my classes, and I completely agree. I think that um, one could even critique Sartre's theories by saying that, like, the choices of ripping your own tongue out, which the gentleman that we just saw, is kind of a non... Like, is that a true free choice that you can make? We are our choices. That's what he, that's what we supposedly are, according to Sartre, but... So basically, we, we start out at like a 4th of July like festival of some kind. Yeah, I think so. It looks like it must be in Chinatown. There's a lot of Asian writing. Yeah. Like Chinese or Japanese And so this characters. lady gets her, her purse snatched by someone that's dressed up just like uh, Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam. And he follows this police officer wearing a seersucker suit. Very normal outfit, uh, is like in a fedora, is following him. He's like, police, stop. And he ends up going into a sewer, which yeah. is kind of gross. Yuck. But it's not a sewer. <laughs> it's, it's not like, a sewer. He's just in the... It's where the subway is. Yeah. And there's trains underneath. And basically, he gets captured, and there's a pig, pig mask person, softly talking into the camera... Telling this cop that he is like his lying mouth has done a lot of lying on stage. So what he has to do is l- like basically rip out his own tongue in order to survive. Yeah. And his tongue is attached to a device that's hanging from the ceiling, and he's standing on top of a rickety ladder, and he has to decide to let him, if he like lets his body drop, his body weight will rip out his tongue, and he won't get hit by the train. Mm-hmm. But he decides to wait until the last minute. Yeah, so he chooses both. In true soft fashion, he gets to do both, which is just excellent. (laughs) Um, So we just saw a guy go splat on the train. Excellent. Um, Are you excited? Because I know I sure am. Of course. Well, should we keep going? Yeah. All right. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, John? That's creepy. I'm not creepy. No, just the way you said that. Well, I just said it because this is our second take and you made fun of me for the first take. Because <laughs> I have too much enthusiasm. You know what, John? If that's if that's wrong, I don't want to be right. Okay. So, Chris Rock, uh, we see him in the first scenes after Splatter Dude. And he is in an undercover situation, stealing some stuff from some kind of dealers. And the cops, you know, bust him. And someone's like, Zeke? And like, puts it, like, basically shows that it's like a cop and he can't be undercover anymore. Yeah. And it turns out he was on his like individual, like, copping. Like, he's like undercover but hadn't told anybody. Well, nobody likes him. No one likes him because 12 years ago, when he joined the force, he found out about a crooked cop and turned him in. Yep. And now he gets, still gets rats. And stuff like that. Cops the grudge, eh? Apparently they do. 12 years. Highest divorce rate. Highest domestic violence rate. Highest suicide rate. Which, that part wasn't true. But, um, as you like to say. Dentist. Yeah. But, uh, it's a very interesting thing to see this guy, like, talking. Because he's, in the beginning, when we first meet him, he's giving a monologue. He's get he in, to like the other criminals, right? Yeah. And then he's giving a monologue now to the rookie detective that's been given to him because he can't work alone anymore. This it seems like to me what's really interesting about it is it sounds kind of like stiff, as if he was putting no emotion into it because this is just what he does. He he puts up walls and he just has these like things that he says. You know, and right now he's going through divorce, so he's got this, like, divorce monologue or whatever. It sounds very much like his stand-up, though, in a lot of... It does, but with less emotion, because I feel like he's not putting that out there. He's not putting his emotive force behind it, because he's, like, his character here is used to just putting on a performance, 
And so he's like, uh, he's an actor. Chris Rock, the actor, is putting on a performance of a man that is used to being an actor. And so he's acting. And so he's like that wheels within wheels kind of stuff. Super meta. By the way, we were paused on the train tracks because they've gone to investigate a, quote, homeless guy that killed himself on a train track. But it's not. It's the Fedora cop. So many pieces of people. Yeah, it's going to be hard to identify. Can you imagine how difficult it would be to be the crime scene investigator on a train track accident? I once saw one of these bodies um, that got hit by a high-speed train in Philly. Um, and we got stuck on the tracks for a long time because we, our train kind of witnessed the suicide. Um, and it looked a hell of a lot like this, except the pieces were more spread out. Probably not as bright. I mean, it was the middle of the day. So. No, but I mean the blood and stuff. That's, this is a really bright red. That's true, but it's got white spotlights on it. Yeah, but when, once blood starts getting oxygenated by the air yeah. it's turning a Maybe. dark color all right let's keep going man people just don't like a snitch apparently not no these cops really hate them it's really hot yeah they talked about the heat wave it's a heat wave in the city the cops hate him hate chris rock uh because he's a snitch and they find out, so they do the investigation, find out that the dude has a Fitbit and he's married. And then they find out it's Boz, yep. who, even though we just found out that he was a crooked cop, turns out was a really nice guy that everybody liked. He was yeah. like everybody's friend. He like was the only cop on the force that was actually nice. Oh, hey, Loki. Oh, there you go. Hi, buddy. You decided to come over and hang out with me during this process with my nails all wet? Hi, little guy. Okay, so um, so Boss was like the only one that was nice to Chris Rock's character, mm-hmm. and like would like take his kid, go with him to the kids' soccer games and yeah. stuff like that. So they were like family. Even though he snitched on a crooked cop, and apparently Bronze is a crooked cop. Yeah. Um, maybe it's keep your enemies closer, kind of thing. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Boss was just a really nice guy. Didn't sound like. Maybe it. he was set up. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's really Chris Rock that is the spiral guy. <coughs> or the rookie. Or both. All right. Maybe. Let's keep going. Hey, John. Yeah. We had another death. Yeah, once again. They he, did it. Well, ch- I'm sorry. Go ahead. He chose both. He chose both. He had the option of getting his fingers ripped off or being electrocuted. And he did the one thing too late. Yeah, both. <laughs> Got a both. Cop. So this cop led to the death, led to him being shot in the back because, like, cops don't ever respond to his calls for help. Yeah. Because they're like, fuck that guy. And they're all, like, super corrupt. It seems that way. And Samuel L. Jackson, when he found out that Chris Rock had gotten shot, beat one of the guy beat one of the guys up that was closest to him and didn't come to the call. The guy that just got murdered, and Samuel L. Jackson, I bet, got kicked off the force for that oh, because because yeah. he was like, "You're done, you're done." But like that guy was still working. Yeah. But Samuel L. Jackson was not. Who who also was not at work. Now we both established kind of. That it's not a man's voice that's being on the, that's behind the pig mask. Yeah, I don't think so. But it could be a computer generated one. Yes, it could be. Or so it could be the wife. Could be Chris Rock's wife. Yeah. You know that she wants to help rid the rid the force of all these bad cops that ruined her marriage. Yeah. Who knows? It could be her. It could be this late. No, I think she's corrupt too. I think every other cop on the force, besides like the chief of police. Who probably also is corrupt. I don't know. She hasn't no. much mentioned at all. No, so. she was that guy's partner. There's this yeah. other lady cop that's there being very sad. But anyway, I think it's Chris Rock. Or his dad. Or his wife. Or maybe someone un- unrelated. <laughs> it could be anybody. Let's keep going. <laughs> Christ on a cracker. Yeah, I didn't expect they'd get his partner. So the partner that's the good guy-ish, that's got a young kid that 
Chris Rock has been the first time he's had a partner forever. His skin has been turned into a creepy pig doll. Yep. With a paint that looks like it's making it seem like it's Chris Rock's dad that's doing everything. But at the same time, it was in a different box. Like, the box was different than the other boxes. Yeah, but it didn't make it look like it was his dad. It had Constantine paint, which, which was in a picture with his dad and his son. Makes you think that maybe they've kidnapped his dad. Yeah, but... his dad hasn't been home in a couple yeah, of days. Yeah, but, like, I get the feeling that it's like someone has taken the opportunity to murder this kid, this, like, new detective... And it's like an opportunity kill, and maybe it's not really a jigsaw kill. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of gross. <laughs> that skin looked pretty, pretty uh, realistic on. Very that fresh. Yep. I hope it's not the real guy. I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. It, I keep forgetting I'm watching a, a Saw movie because it's from the Book of Saw. That's the title, actually. It's yeah. not just Spiral. It's Spiral from the Book of Saw, and like nobody's safe. Not even Chris Rock. Like, yeah. everybody could die at any moment. Everybody could be spiral. Who knows? But they just had the tattoo. Yes. They could tattoo pigskin. Actually, tattoo artists use pig to practice on. Yeah. So it might not be his arm. And it they could have, like, his... planned this thing all from the beginning. And that guy, Charlie, could have, uh, or the guy with Charlie on his skin, like, maybe he's Jigsaw. Yes. And maybe, or he's spiral, and he tattooed something at, at any yes. stage. Because he didn't have his badge or anything on no. this one. Oh, so weird. Okay, let's, I hope that baby's okay. Anyway, let's keep going. And just to say, like, I hope the baby's okay because in the last fucking movie, there's a baby that gets shaken to death. Even though it happened in, like, the past of the movie's present and was the reason someone was chosen to be a part of, like, a, a trap. By the way, yeah. this is also giving me really great vibes of the... Um, I can't remember which one it was, but it was the, uh, the Saw movie that follows... A single cop as he's like racing through trying to like and he keeps yeah, finding all these the, traps that was the donnie Wahlberg one yes but it's right. well no oh, no donnie Wahlberg was in one of the traps that one yeah yeah but donnie Wahlberg was in a trap and then another cop was trying to get everyone out of the traps and it was how all happening simultaneously to like the previous one that had just happened yeah um and that's what this vibe is there's lots of really great color in this one there's there's some darkness but mostly it's like nice and bright yeah you could really see what they spent. So this was $20 million. And you could really see that they spent that $10 million on Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock. And at least $5 million on lights. Yeah. So that they could actually film. <laughs> Let's keep going. Seconds. I know we just watched just 30 seconds, John. Okay. But so the... There is a skinned body. Yeah. There is a tape that starts to play. We don't get to hear it too well. But we're seeing, like, Chris Rock's reactions to the idea of someone skinning this guy, his ex-partner, alive. Yeah. Because he's his ex-partner now. But we still don't know if it was exactly him. No. That's no, there's nothing identifying It's definitely someone that's skinned. Because, like, what would have been his thing... That he was being punished for. I don't know. They just said, oh, you're the top of your class. And then it went to garbled mess. So. Yeah. So it's very confusing. Mm. Anyway, let's keep going. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So it's really effective at killing cops. Yeah, but it's weird that he chose to kill the little cop, the Charlie. You know what I mean? It's like, I just why I feel like he might not be dead. The, yeah. Because, you know, like, he joined the police force because of his dad. Yeah, his dad might have caused a problem in his life. And then now he's... Getting revenge. Getting revenge of some kind, right? Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, so the chief of police, Angie, who has been covering up all the corruption in her department this whole time, uh, just got... had uh, two options. Yeah. And the options were get your face covered in hot wax, yep. boiling hot wax, or you could uh, sever your own spine. Sever your own spine because you're not walking out of this. Yeah. So you see her like get the boiling wax on her face, and she's like going back and forth over the metal thing. But I don't think she was trying to sever no. her spine. I think she was trying not to. 
but she was definitely cutting the back of her neck a lot. Yeah. But Very gory. What's weird is Charlie and his dad are missing. Yeah, well, not not Charlie the baby, but Charlie... And also, oh, not like, Charlie the baby, but Charlie's who, dad. I'm not sure that anyone's been to the wife and the kid. Nope. So I'm not sure that the wife and the kid exist. No, they didn't show him. They had a baby crying, and he's like, oh, it's fine. And the picture that was in the cop car of the wife and the kid was not of the wife and the kid and the dad. No, wife and the kid and a dog. Yes. There was no dog in that apartment. But he said he joined the force because of Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. So they might be in cahoots. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm really liking this, and I really hope that nice little... I don't know. It's... it's Man, I'm getting those good, like, uh, well, Saw movie buzzing, you know. There's less the than 30 minutes left in this so, All right. So a lot's going to happen in the last portion. I guess so. A lot's already happened. Let's go. <laughs> Chris Rock's been kidnapped. Yeah. Petey. He's been taken. Peter Dunleavy uh, was the cop that shot a guy that was going to... Um, he was going to... The reason why Chris Rock turned in a cop was because the cop shot a witness... Yeah. Who was gonna testify against a different cop for yeah. that had murdered a different guy, um, and so it's just like a little surround sound of nonsense. And so, like we met him at a church function right earlier, uh, some kind like of an AA meeting. An AA meeting, and he was saying how like oh it's just crazy back then. You kind of make decisions that are kind of wild. <laughs> Didn't seem very like sorry about murdering a guy no. um, and going against everything he ever promised to do as a police officer. Because um, loyalty. Because loyalty to the blue, above all things. God forbid you actually have loyalty to the thing you promised to do, yeah. which was to protect and serve. Anyway, so, like, I mean, they play around with this a lot in, like, in the Saw movies, right? And the big bad dude that was a Saw guy for a while was the detective that did put justice in his own hands, but was also super sketch. Yeah, well, I think it it works well in some movies is because that's how the cops aren't gonna catch somebody, you know, they got yeah. on the inside. So, so I got someone on the inside. So anyway, uh, Peter Dunleavy was like left on, like he's hanging from a thing. They're in some glass factory where a bunch of glass is being shot out the wall, and Chris Rock has the option to throw away the key and leave him there, which is one of those wonderful saw things where it's like the. Description yeah. of where the key is is actually in the language. Yeah. It's on and the nose. He figures it out a tad late. Yeah. Uh, do you think that Samuel L. Jackson's in on it? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I don't know because they showed in that scene where he was taken as well. That's true. He has been taken. He was taken that night that uh, he was supposed to have dinner with but his kid. I still think the uh, his partner is the one involved though. I feel really bad because I threw a water bottle and accidentally hit Lola while she was sleeping and she got freaked the fuck out. And I'm a terrible mom. You just gotta not throw things. I guess not. Should we keep going? Yeah. John, that is some good shit. Yeah. That is some good shit, John. Oh my gosh. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. Well, there's six minutes left, so I'm going to let this run okay, out. Okay, we're going to let this run out and talk about what just happened. So, I know that I basically said it could have been everybody, but it was the rookie cop. It was. Who did not have a son named Charlie, who not. actually tattooed the meth head, and that was the guy that got skinned. Yes. He tattooed, the, and Charlie was the name of the dad, if we had looked closely at the name of the shirt of the cop, of the guy that the original cop killed. Yep. That Chris Rock put, like, into jail. But apparently what happened was, at 12 years old, this kid witnessed the murder of his father. And when Chris Rock, like, he basically, like, leaned into the apartment, saw him, and, like, whispered, shh, at him. And in a way to kind of, like, make sure he doesn't get hurt or killed or like mixed up in everything and then he took care of things his way but apparently the article 8 thing that people have been talking about which was how they cleaned up the streets was Samuel Jackson's idea yeah dun 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 
And it was when the kid was 12. It happened 12 years ago with the huge murders in this particular city. And so basically, like, the kid is crazy and obsessed with spirals, not actually married with kids at all, is kind of obsessed with us, with Chris Rock. I mean, we could have another Chris Rock vehicle with this particular franchise. I don't, how much did this make? Oh, actually, I just closed that. Oh, yeah. So basically, <laughs> he is like, got Samuel L. Jackson up in a creepy marionette dripping him of blood. Chris Rock starts to unhook uh, Samuel Jackson, but then Samuel Jackson sends him off to, like, the killer. And then at the end, uh, the cops burst through the warehouse door, and Chris Jackson gets strung up like a marionette. Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson. I've got, like, they're conflated in my brain now. Um, Samuel Jackson gets strung up like a marionette. A gun comes out, and all those cops shoot him. Yeah. And it made $40.5 million worldwide. Worldwide, really, only forty and a half million. I guess it came out during a pandemic. Yeah. At the same, but it was also released at the same time online. So how do you even know how much it made if people have been streaming it on Peacock or whatever? No, that's it. That, this one didn't get released online. It didn't. No. Oh. It was just like out. I wonder if that was like a disappointment or something, or if they just knew that it wasn't going to make a lot because of the pandemic. Yeah, they probably had an idea. I bet they would have made... I mean, 41 million is not too bad considering... In this this day? In this economy? Yeah. I would have thought it'd be more, but then again, maybe everyone else wanted to watch all of Spiral or all of the Saw movies before they saw this and then got up in a podcast and created a new podcast and took a while to actually get to it. because this was... This was the number one ranked movie for many, many weeks. Really? From May 15th until May 27th, it was the number one ranked movie in the box office. That is nothing to shake a stick at. No, so even though the numbers look off. Yeah, it's COVID off. It was in the, well, it dipped to 11th on June 18th. But besides that, it was in the top 10 from May 14th to June 24th. You know, I... That's... First of all, that's awesome. But I'd be really interested to see in the last, like, 18 months... Well, really the last 12 months or so, how well horror movies have been doing against other types of movies. Uh, because, Hall- like... Halloween the, Kills has been doing very, very well. Well, no, I'm thinking in terms of ones that have really low budgets. What's the budget oh. for Halloween Kills? You look that up while I opine about not wanting to go to work tomorrow and when the budget to was in. twenty million on Halloween. Nice. And so far, it's made eighty-five point six million. Fuck. Worldwide. That's vaccinations for you, baby. People are vaccinated oh, no, and ready domestic. to party. One hundred and fifteen million worldwide. Wow, Halloween Kills is doing very well. Yeah, it's number two right now. I mean, fantastic timing too that this movie has. So the next movie that we're watching, by the way. Is Halloween Kills. Yes. That's for next week. And so do you want to show us this uh, this here trailer? I don't think anything's going to happen with... I'm gonna, why don't we skip forward to this? So basically, you know, Chris Rock got to see his dad get murdered by cops and the bad guy escaped. And it was a really great coup de grace at the end when he goes, shh. Yeah. You know, basically like, I'll be back. Because the bad guy wants Chris Rock to work with him to kill all the bad cops. But um, but through like crazy crazy torturous ways in order to stop them being from being so bad. Yeah. He's just supposed to stop them being so bad. That's right. Yeah. Doesn't sound so bad. No, except for the part where I, was, I mean, this, yeah. he murders his dad. You should always get worried when you start to start to agree with the the villain. They wanna they wanna clean up the streets. Yeah. Well, also like I kind of get it. Like I mean, it's kind of hard to be like, okay, all these other guys are bad, but it's Samuel Jackson. He's yeah. not so bad. Well, he was a good of. cop, kind yeah. of, except for all the corruption and the badness <laughs> and, like, as, like, the bad guy said, straight-up evil of some of the guys yeah. that let Chris Rock get shot in the back. Shot him in the back. Okay, we're watching this trailer. Are you ready for that? I'm so ready, John. Okay. Are you ready is the question. There's a burning house. Oh. And it's uh, Jodie Foster. Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis with a n- bloody knife. Saying, let it burn to the house. Oh. Is there like a... Is this from the last movie or something? Did we miss the last movie? Well, I mean, obviously we haven't seen the last movie, but... Oh, no. 
a, a firefighter oh, tried to help him out. For this film, not this is that last. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Man, I've only seen. I know I've seen ooh more than one of these Halloween movies. I think I've only seen the original three. I didn't see the one that was in space. There's not a Halloween in space. I keep arguing with you. I think I feel like Halloween H two O was in space. It's not in space. Jason X was in space. Okay, I guess so. It's gotta be hard your whole life. You've got your crazy brother trying to kill you. <laughs> oh, oh man, he's just wanting to kill everybody, isn't he? Why does he want it? It's like something about the seventh born of the se Oh, jeez, he just put. They're showing us murders. They're showing us multiple murders. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis needs to get a ponytail, and like. A I think she's supposed to look crazy in this. It's like on purpose. No one believes her. And it's like the young girl that's really the one that it's all about. Oh, there's a lot of dead people in uh, Halloween masks, so I'm glad we're watching this preview right now. It's a bunch of teens are going to hunt him down. No wonder it's so popular. I wonder how Candyman did in theaters. It hasn't opened yet, I don't think. I thought Maybe it came it out. No, it came out like a couple months ago because we were supposed to take Chris when we were in Georgia, I think. I mean, yeah. It's the essence of evil. Oh no, is this guy going to shoot someone else? Oh no! Okay, Candyman made $77.4 in the in When did it come out? What month? August 27th. I mean, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, I wonder how much Candyman costs to make. That looks like it's going to be pretty good. Halloween. Um. Oh, you've got pumpkins in the background of your thing. Did Microsoft already already make it like that, or did you decide to make a fall theme just, for your it, background no, and your it computer? Does it on its own. It's got like a little creepy corn husk pumpkin patch situation going we had our first snow like some snow today did you notice the budget was 25 million okay a little bit more for Candyman than uh than saw well that's because uh jordan peele gets whatever he wants i guess so but i imagine that there's probably some cool editing i can't remember like anything about Candyman except like Candyman. oh he was a slave yeah who was Murdered for having an, a liaison with a white lady. Oh, that's like how that's how and fucking racists like, like to kill black men. Is like covered mm -hmm. with honey and attacked by bees. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's a pretty deep, dark movie. I mean, damn. Okay. And I think they cut his hand off too. He's got a big cook hand. Do you think he had the hook before or after? I, I don't remember. Is he so? He's the candy man because he's made, got turned into candy. No, sugar for the sweet because he is covered in honey. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched it. it. You know, I think that if I were covered in honey, I'd be pretty upset too because you'd be so sticky. You'd never get unsticky. Can you imagine getting honey out of your hair? There was worse things to deal with. I know that worse things happened to him, but I, I'm just getting honey out of your hair. So that's like the myth is of this guy. And then you say, Candyman... Yeah. Do you say it in a... I can't remember if... Let me look at this. If the first I, movie they... Oh, you had to say it five times? Yeah, into a mirror. Well, I'm not doing that. Well, I've done it. Yeah, did he come? No. Did you get a it little was, treat? I went to... There's a, a bee and an eyeball in this. Yeah, a bunch of us went to go see Candyman 2 in the theater. And yeah. one of our friends was super scared by it. Yeah. So we kept doing it in the rear view mirror of the car on the way home. No, it's so mean. That does sound like something a teen would do to another teen. I think it might have been part two where they really delve into the... This one doesn't have a very good synopsis of uh, the original 1992 one. Well, I think... I think Let's see here. It's an American Gothic supernatural horror film. All right. Supernatural horror. Love it. So well researched, this podcast. Yeah. It's kind of, okay, I feel like we should okay. actually talk in this podcast. The follows a Chicago graduate student completing a thesis on urban legends and folklore, which Ooh. leads to the legend of Candyman. 
the ghost of an artist and the son of a slave girl, oh. who was murdered in the late 19th century for his relationship with the daughter of a wealthy white man. Mm-hmm. So he was an artist and the son of a slave. The son of a slave. Okay. I, I, had, I, mean, I haven't watched this since, since 92, and yeah. I think the sequel came out in 95. You know, I wonder about... Yeah, 95 I, was the sequel. I, I, this is going to be an interesting movie to see. I mean, I can't... 1992, I think I was seven. It's so funny because I saw plenty of scary movies, but this one I know I've seen, but I must have been too scared of this movie to actually this watch it all. was heavy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I might... This is one of those things I got to call Steve on. Uh, by the way, Steven, shout out to my brother Steven. Um, he recently rewatched The Blob. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was, like, messaging me the other day, and he's, like, talking about He's, like, I think I'm going to do it. And I just remember, like, the gross, cherry-looking nonsense of that, right? But it's kind of creepy and gross. And so if I can find his text message, I'll give his, um, Stephen, Stephen, my brother, um, his response to the blob. Uh, here we go. So... The movie went better and worse than I expected. Better because the movie isn't as good as I remember. Worse because the idea of the movie still gives me nightmares. (laughs) So, I mean, that sounds like a pretty good movie to watch at some point. And I love that they brought back Tony Todd to play the Candyman in the new one. Is Tony Todd the original Candyman? Yes. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. So well, he's so ominous and like. Is his face all jacked because of the burning of the honey and the ants and stuff? I don't know what burning and. I'm not burning, but like if he got covered in bees and stuff, and so, I guess there was no burning or ants, but you know what I mean. Yep. I was still close. I was adjacent. You were adjacent. (laughs) I. You know what's funny that this is going to be a shorter episode because we watched a spiral movie. And there was just like, it was such a good movie. There's not a lot of times to pause and be like, oh, let's reflect upon this film. It's like, no, it was just a really good movie. It's good times. Yeah. I had pretty good times. Did you? Mm-hmm. So, of the Saw movies, how would you, oh, we should rank the Saw movies. Let's do that at the oh. beginning of the next episode. I don't know if I'd have to read up on it. I'm trying yeah. to remember which ones are. Right. I know, because it's always the most recent. Now, one of the things I really liked about this is I think it, like, like that being from the Book of Saw, I think it, like, really knows what it is as a Saw movie. So it's nice and twists and turns, and you just feel claustrophobic. And, like, the way they keep, like, they show Chris Rock his inner pain and turmoil... As he seems like calm and collected around people, and then you see him screaming to himself, but he never leaves the room to do that. So that's just what's happening inside, or something. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell they tried to make this one more mainstream. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's not as much. Well, you could see things. It's not just green, or no. blue, or black. Yeah, no, but I mean by it's color. There was so many fewer murders and puzzles yeah and... the puzzles that we see are kind of at the at the end of it yeah I'm and they're not quick. as intricate and they're not they're no group puzzles except for at the end kind of so usually there's a little bit more of a group acts uh, situation going on or like there'd be so at the very end chris rock had the guy the murderer guy and then his dad but there should have been like eight other people and, and the one thing that was questionable about this is the guy kind of gets away in the little elevator. Yeah. Wouldn't the cops just, like, run down and meet him at or the bottom? Or wouldn't cops be outside? They can't be like, oh, he's in an elevator. We're but, never going to get him. Oh, no. We're upstairs and he's downstairs. But I think the issue is that they're all, like, you know, too busy shooting the Samuel L. Jackson. I think they're going to get him pretty quick, though. Yeah? Yeah, I would think... But, maybe. You know. I mean, maybe, except for the fact that he's, like, planned this for 12 years. But I gotta say, like, okay, so you're 12 years old. When he was 12, Jigsaw would have already been dead for a couple of years by the time that this happened. Because I think that in this movie, this movie is, like, now. And Jigsaw's been dead for, like, 15 years. Yeah. And so, even though uh, there's a kind of timelessness about these movies that are really great... You would I really still love. read up. I mean, people still read up on serial killers from. That's true, like, but the thing is, like the kid, the actor, the guy who is Spiral is twenty four years old. And I yeah. guess, 
one of the th issues that I have with it is just that, not really, but like Jigsaw, very intelligent guy who's thought about it for a very long time and then develops a network and you can see it. This guy like has, it's basically like a spree, but he must have orchestrated everything in the perfect kind of way, right? Where he, ha he starts the murders and it happens to be the same day that Chris Rock is being forced to have a new partner. Yeah, well, he said he played, you know, it's like, you know how hard it was to get into this place and become your partner? At the yeah. Same yeah, but but also, like, Chris Rock was undercover when the movie started. Well, that other guy was a cop. I mean, he was a detective in training, so he That's was a true. beat cop. So he might have blew the undercover thing. On purpose. Know, to, yeah. Well, the, and another thing, too, is that... He might have been the cop that said his name. Yeah. You know? Oh, interesting. But another thing, though, is, like, so, 24... Now, I'm no detectiveologist here. I'm just a philosopher, not a policeologist. But 24 seems awfully young to go from an academy to being a detective without having been a beat cop first. Well, he might have been a beat cop, but he was top of his class in the academy, too. So yeah, but he's 24 know. years old, and so he would have only been a cop for a little bit. So that means that at 12, he's decided... I mean, obviously, he's traumatized his dad got murdered in front of him, and he probably was never able to really seek justice because that, that asshole that killed his dad was out in nine years. Um, so... When did the decision to become to create this thing happen? No justice was had for his father, really, and the, so there's a little. I, I just. I think you're just digging too deep. I think I'm digging pretty deep, but he needs the money to put these trap contraptions together, right? And he's just got a shitty cop salary. Well, he probably got some money from the police force because that guy was found guilty for killing his father. Ah, uh, it's true. So he probably got millions in. Uh, in the, what do they call it, restitution? Yeah, but I don't think that that guy was really found guilty for killing his dad if he was out in nine years. So it was probably something like mm. uh, accidental discharge of a firearm or some but bullshit. But still get him in civil for... Un That's or, true. Yeah, Unlawful like, death. Um, but there's all kinds of problems going on with the police force at the time. So it is unclear to me that, like, even if he had the money, so he'd have to have the technical know-how to make the traps... Well, he could have studied saw on the internet. Yeah, but like he'd have to be able the, to be a, like to study last... to be a cop and be a good enough cop to be a detective, and then also create all these traps and then make all these murders happen at the same time. I mean, like while he's planning these murders, only... he also has to be a really amazing cop because it's not easy to become a detective. There's only like two or three murders, and the lady who worked in the coroner's office in the last movie had way more complex shit. That she built on her own. That's her true. She just did her own herself on her own time. But I guess there. And she wasn't rich either. There was was there there was the first murder, and then the, the yeah. tongue guy. The the okay, it's the, the tongue, tongue guy, guy, the, the finger guy, guy, and the meth guy, and the meth guy, and That's then it. the cop lady, and then the chief oh, yeah. lady, the chief lady, and also the dad, and also uh, the kill. other guy, Samuel Jackson. And also the other guy. So it's like, but all it's all happens in like three days. Yeah, four people in three days. No, it's more than it's it's six people. In it three days, the finger guy, the tongue guy, yeah, the meth guy, the meth guy, the chief of police, yeah, the guy that killed his dad, and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh well, kind of those those two were just like he didn't kill them. Chris Rock's lack of ability to get them free killed them. But, I mean, John, that's the same thing with all the Jigsaw things, where if you can't get yourself free, then you're... But, but no, it's like, but no, but he created the traps for all those things. Yeah, he, well, he had 12 years to work on those. He he was 12 years old! I know. That's not... Do you think, like, our 13-year-old our is building those kinds of crazy traps? He, if He probably could. I don't know, he's kind of... He made a garden troll. He did? And a toolbox. He did make a really... No, he's going to make the garden troll. No, he made that. He did? Yeah. I didn't get to see it. Oh, he's got it. He's making a snail now. I know. Like, so He's so adorable. He's like, because I did such a good job on my toolbox and I finished it, I get to make a garden ornament. I'm going to make a snail. Hmm. <laughs> he's like so adorable. Um, I'm glad he's not trying to make whatever yeah. the heck this stuff is. But I just think that like there's no room for error. And this seems more like serial killery than saw killery to me. Well, I think there was 
more room for error in these than the other ones because all of them chose both, kind of. Yeah. Like, there was just, like, die or die. Yeah, I think that stabbing a freaking nail through your spinal column is you're just going to end up dead doing that. That's Probably. not a... You're basically decapitating yourself. Yeah. This is basically like, die bleeding right now, and also the wax on your head. Yeah, his contraptions weren't as good as... No, I guess the thing paper. is, like... Because the goal wasn't really to, like, let them decide and do those things. Okay, could you stop twiddling around? Like, you're, the microphone's Sorry. right here. You can wait, like, two minutes to get ready for bed. Can you? Mm-hmm. Can you wait 20 minutes, two minutes, 100 minutes? Forever and ever. Hey, Lola. I hope she forgives me one day. But anyway, um, man, I feel so bad for hitting my own darling, my youngest child. With a bottle. I'm a drinker. It was a water. It was an empty water bottle, but I still feel really bad about it. Uh, Loki is currently sleeping on our uh, on our shirts. Uh, the closet got destroyed this morning. I was. I don't know how I didn't hear it. I don't. But I didn't hear a thing. I just kind of like looked up and I was like, oh, that's the, all the clothes are on the ground, and the wall has been ripped up. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's probably enough of the Saw movie. I liked it. Um, there's probably other Saw movies that had the better twists and stuff like that that I didn't see coming. Like, when that detective, like, takes himself out of the trap in that one movie. Oh, it's so good. We gotta, like, that one movie. It's really hard to keep them together when there's yeah. a thousand of them. And they're all pretty good. I like Chris Rock as a straight character like this. He's really good in the in the Fargo s- series that he's in, but I only saw the first two episodes of it. So, like, the two or three episodes of the most recent season of Fargo I saw, Chris Rock is great. Okay. Just so you know. Well, John? Yeah? I think there's just two things left to do. Stay scared. And stay married. Goodbye! Hi there! Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials up to an ID at just about everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.